Welcome to Scrollin' episode 98. I'm Ket, joining me as always, Davia Starjumper. What's going on, man? You know, just, uh, it's going good. Been doing a lot of BGs with a lot of goons. We sure have been, man. A, a ton of BGs. That's like basically all I've been doing with my free time here lately. Yeah. BGs and goons. <laughs> BGs and goons. Well, there's already an episode. <laughs> well, BGs shoot. Hit that one. And goons. Hit that one quick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we're hitting them early uh but it's it's been great man been yeah it great. has been dude it's it's been awesome we'll we'll just get right into right into some uh pvp talk right off the bat so we're uh we're two weeks into this update 37 patch we have a pretty clear picture of um how the meta is shaping up usually these patches it usually goes in like two or maybe even three phases as far as like how the meta evolves right so we're kind mm-hmm, of at mm-hmm. phase one right now and then kind of um a counter to this meta will emerge later on. We'll see how that goes. So we're just kind of getting a clear picture of what phase one looks like here. Looking pretty good. I mean, the BGs have been awesome lately, right? Yeah, they've been fantastic. I mean, great meta, I would even say. Like, feels good. I mean, even the sweaty matches feel competitive. Just all good things. I think we were kind of saying a similar thing maybe like last summer, like a before update 35 and all the like warden stuff and the templar nerfs mm-hmm. and all that stuff started happening we we kind of had a little three month period there where we were kind of saying the same thing like man bgs are nice right now yeah real sweet spot i remember that yeah yeah wasn't that long ago so we've we've kind of come back you know the uh the cc situation really is cleared up you know we were kind of yeah. waiting and seeing on that to see if it really is better but it really is it really is way better um damage is up too it seems like more people are like um building for damage like there are those incentives yeah. you know major berserk is out there mara's uh mara's bomb was nerfed so just fewer people are wanting to use that you know it seems like more people are just kind of trying to build for damage which is always good absolutely i would say that the the trend has cc down and then damage is up and there's you know and i think that's the reason for that is that you get rewarded for that damage now. Like the tankiness is down just enough to where people are kind of really, you know, tightening up that damage levels to a higher level and they're getting rewarded for it now. Yeah. It's just like those incentives are there. You know, it's, I feel like um, whenever changes are made in the patch notes, players take that as a cue of like, oh, I'm supposed to use this now. You know, oh, yeah. Uh, Wrecking Blow has uh, Major Berserk. Okay, I'm supposed to use Wrecking Blow now. You know, like mm-hmm. it just kind of it just kind of happened. Just because it was buffed, that's what people are going to do. Um, so that's that's great. I like seeing like a, a meta that incentivizes um, high damage, but it's not like a like an intensely volatile environment though. Like if you want to be a really survivable tanky kind of build, it's still totally possible. Yeah, I would even say one of the things that I really like is that. Even on a team that is extremely tanky and extremely difficult to take down, it's not, you know, I feel like it wasn't that long ago that it was just four damage dealers. Like, it wasn't a dedicated healer. It was four damage dealers all kind of healing each other and keeping each other tanky, and you just couldn't take them down. And that just kind of rolls into kind of a mess. But right now, it's, if you've got a team that is really tanky, like, it, it actually requires kind of a dedicated healer, you need, and then they're going to have some damage dealers. So I just feel like it's a cleaner team comp we're seeing in BGs. Like, you can't have a, a squad of just four impenetrable 
players now. If if you're gonna if you're gonna actually try to get into a group comp and you want to be tanky, you need a you need that dedicated healer again, which I actually think is good. Yeah, you do need that healer that is like just totally solely focused on fortifying the team as much as possible, and you need your damage dealers to be cranking yes. the damage. There's no room for heals for those yeah. guys. Well, and that's a great point too. Is that another good sign of a good meta? Is that if you have just heals, those damage dealers will eventually wear you out and get that kill. And I think that's like the that's the sweet spot. Is that if they if you don't have the damage to to match another team, that eventually they're they're gonna break through the heals if you don't have the damage and kind of finish you off. And so yeah, it's right at that sweet spot. Yeah, it really is, guys. Just like. I'm telling you, if you haven't yet, just log in, jump into some BGs. It's it's a it's a really great time. Um, Dragon Knights and Wardens are still pretty much the predominant classes that you see. I would say DKs have kind of inched their way to the number one spot as far as popularity goes. Would you say that's accurate? Yeah, I would I would absolutely agree with that. Um, and and just what you said, Wardens still really popular. But you know, going back to it, sounds like I'm singing praises here. But I, one of the good things about the meta is that I don't, you know, I see a lot of DKs, I see a lot of Wardens, but I just, when I'm seeing them in matches, I'm not coming away from the match just saying that that this specific class or, or you know, this type of specific class is just completely OP. Yeah. I've seen really successful Nightblades, you know, there's successful Sorks out there, Templars even. Yeah, uh, even Templars. Even Templars <laughs> uh, being really good. You know, I've seen a, you know, a Necro or two out there. You know, it happens every now yep. and then. But uh, I think that's the thing that I'm really excited about is that I'm seeing good results on on a lot of different classes. Yeah, totally. And I don't know, we, we've said it lots of times before, like DKs being strong and like near the top, that just to me seems to be an indicator of a healthy meta. That should be the case, you know, like, they have probably the best offense of any class, but when you think about what they're bringing to a team comp, that is all they're bringing. You know, they have they have very little group support most of the time. Yeah. So, I don't know. To me, it, like they, you know, they they have to be melee. They don't really have ranged options. You know, so like I feel like it. They really do need to be very very good at what they do. And I think when people think of Dragon Knights, they're only thinking they're only comparing Dragon Knights' offensive potential to the offensive potential of, say, a Templar, you know? Yeah, yep. But that's not the only thing that the Templar has. You know, Templar has a lot of other stuff going on there, and I think that is a factor that they're that, that Zoss considers when they're making... The, that's why Dragonites are so offensively more powerful than Templars, because they don't have the support capabilities that a Templar has. Absolutely. They are the, they are the aggro of the BG, for sure. Yeah. That's, that's their goal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, it's a great meta for Dragonites too. I mean, they were already doing really, really well before this update. Uh, but I think that it's a, it's just a very accommodating environment for them. Like they have to be in that melee range at all times. So like yeah. whatever the CC situation is, they're the they're the first ones to have to deal with it. Mm-hmm. So the fact that that's lightened up is really good for them. The Mara's bomb nerf, I think that's a big deal for them because their, their dots aren't getting cleansed as often, which is which yeah. is pretty huge. And I think it's good for the for the really extremely unkillable DKs out there. I think the Mara's Bomb nerf is really good. It's not as, you know, as effective to make some of those DKs just unkillable. As far as Wardens go, you know, it's kind of the same for them. They're not able to crutch on Wall of Frost anymore, really. But uh, 
they're still kind of that ultimate team carry kind of class. Like mm-hmm. if you're if you're the team if if your team is the one with the warden and nobody else has one, then you guys just automatically win. That's just how that's going to go. <laughs> I I will I will shout out Uncle Sam. I feel like his warden is the perfect representation of yes. It really is. I can't remember. I think he uses frostbite, and I know he uses the Maelstrom frost staff. I can't remember the full build. He's out there somewhere shushing us. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, just two million heals, two million damage. Just you know, three million nah, damage. Like he's getting just, like you no, know, he's getting like two million heals, four million damage. That's true. That's true. I'm probably underselling it, but it's just the numbers, just insane. Crazy yeah. strong heals for the team, just AOE damage, all sorts of damage, just running around like crazy. Yeah, like, oh, what does my class bring to the table? Oh, just 4 million damage, 2 million heals. What does yours bring? <laughs> but it it does it in a way that, like, it works. Like, it's 2 million heals, which seems crazy. Like, you may have a healer on the team that, that hits 2 million heals and 100k damage. But it, it's kind of like an off healer role. Like the healing numbers are crazy, but it's not like these pinpointed strategic heals that are saving people right at the very second. It's just kind of a consistent flow of heals and support to the team. Yeah, the way I think of it, he's, he's, it just kind of provides this foundation for the whole team to stand on. There's just sort of like yeah. this foundation of heals to stand on. And then the, the dedicated healer just has like an easier time with their job of like focus healing, you know? And yes, then, absolutely. And then, and then also like the um, the AOE pressure that's constantly being dished out. He's he's yes. kind of softening up those enemies for you. So when you lay into them, they're they're a little squishier, you know, because they're already taking a lot of damage. Absolutely. And I think me and you are both in agreement. That's kind of what a, a warden. That's kind of the best spot for a warden on, yeah. on a BG team. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's what it is. You you want a dedicated healer. You want a a, a Samden like we're like we're describing <laughs> here. <laughs> and then you want two just like extreme DPSs, like two yep. Dragon Knights or something like yep. that. Uh, and Absolutely. that's your team. And we've actually been doing a lot of sweaty pre-mades lately, like more than we ever have, I think. Like a ton, like every single night almost, we're like squatting up and we're going up against some sweaties and it's been fun. Uh, we've tried all kinds of group comps and that's pretty much the one that we've found is the best one. A Warden dedicated healer, this, this kind of warden of sam's that does a ton of damage and a ton of healing uh, and then just two really really strong dps's Uh, and that's the winning combo that's a great point i didn't really think about that but yeah we probably are doing some of the like the sweatiest matches we've ever done oh yeah i hadn't really thought about that until you just you just made it just told me about it oh yeah it's been it's been nuts here lately you know i mean for one we'll talk about it later but the stoons goons guild has been kind of popping off lately there's been a lot of people that we've been playing with lately but other guilds too, man. They're they're like kind of getting hype right now. Like everyone's feeling this awesome meta, and other like awesome Absolutely. squads are queuing up that we're that we're not normally we haven't been seeing in a while. You know. Absolutely. Um. Yeah, it's just man, it's just been so awesome. Um, I'm not seeing as many sorcerers as I thought I was going to. Uh, I do see some, and yep. but kind of eating my words a little bit. I uh. Couple episodes ago, I was kind of warning everyone, like, "Hey, we're about to see guys get ready. Sorcerers are getting buffed. We're going to all be sorry." Um, that hasn't quite come to pass. However, I will say, I, I have ran into some sorcerers that I'm terrified of. It that potential <laughs> is there. Oh, absolutely, uh, and they're still getting kills just fine. Don't don't lose sleep worrying about sorcerers. They're 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 just fine. Yeah. And honestly, talking about pre-mades, some of the b- very best pre-mades I've seen have at least one sorcerer on the team. Mm-hmm. And they're the ones getting most of the kills, and they have a lot of great support as well. 
Um, so they're in great shape. The popularity just hasn't caught on quite yet. Um, but like I said, the, the meta has a tendency to evolve over the course of a patch. So, uh, yeah, that potential is there. I hope I'm hoping that it kind of lays dormant though. <laughs> I really do. Cause a sort yeah. meta is not fun. That honestly, the thing is, is that, I mean, going back to just the meta feeling good is that, you know, I was really trying to think like, all right, like if I had, if I had to dig down deep for like some sort of like critique of the current meta, I had to go back to some, like to the old classic. Like my, my only complaint right now is, is I'm back on the bus. Of, we need to nerf Rush of Agony. <laughs> That's, yes. I had to go, I had to go that far back to find an actual complaint about yeah, the Yeah. Like meta. what do I have to complain about? Yeah. I have yeah. to like remember what, yeah. <laughs> you have to go so far back. You're totally right. Yeah. Rush of <laughs> Agony. That's, That's what we need one. to work on now. That's next. That's, that's the next step. We had to go all the way back to the classic. Yeah. Well, there's some things we could do for Templars and Necromancers, I think, as well. That's fair. That's fair. But I was thinking a little bit about um, the Sorcerer situation and why they're not super popular. They've got some pretty decent buffs, you know. Mm -hmm. And I wonder if it has something to do with this new Mist form. And this is another thing I'm kind of eating my words on because I'm, just a couple oh, yeah. episodes ago, I was just saying, like, this doesn't really compete with Mist form. Don't worry about it, people. <laughs> I'm right there with you. Total take back of, of our yeah. previous episode right just yes we, we have to eat our words on this one for sure you know now that i've actually been using it in some bgs and i've gone up against sorcerers who they have streak and i have mist form and they can't get away from me they can't outposition me you know like i'm just right on top of them no matter what um it does compete with streak it it a hundred percent competes with streak yeah and um you know just thinking about myself like i uh i have my stamplar old betsy who's you know templars are not designed to be a mobile class they're designed to be a standard ground class they have all this defensiveness and everything mm -hmm. um and sorcerers what we're, what are we always saying about sorcerers like they're supposed to be squishy they're not supposed yeah. to have a lot of healing because they have that long range offense and they have superior mobility to everyone else and that's their advantage. Then if you play a sorcerer, that's you have to play into that to to take advantage of the strengths of the class. That's not really a strength they can lean on anymore. Like me on a Templar who's supposed to be slow and tanky, I can stay right on top of a Sork no problem. They can't get away. Yeah. And I would even argue, you know, I, I, I threw Misform on my, my Necro support build, but and I've played around with that a little bit, but I would even argue that there's some perks to the Misform that that are kind of like make it a little better than streak. Like in some a ways, couple, there's a couple things it does that it's, yes. it's kind of nice. I agree. The fact that, uh, you can control how far it goes. You yeah. like, that's a nice thing. Cause with streak, it always happens where you streak to stun someone and then you end up past them and you have to run back to them. You know, this form, you can just, you can just point it right at their feet and just land right where they are. It's really nice. Uh, I would even argue, you can tell me if I'm crazy on this, but there's like, there's like a slight bit of control to it, you know? Yes, like, there is. You can you wrap can, around trees and stuff. Yeah, you can You can get a little bit of wiggle with it. So it's, Now, I will say that um, I don't think that is the case with uh, Controller. We play with mouse oh, and keyboard. Oh, interesting. But uh, Uncle Sam was uh, complaining vehemently about uh, Mistform using a controller. When you enter Mistform, it locks your camera angle until you exit the animation. So you can't change your uh, ang your camera angle or anything or your direction or anything. But if you're using mouse and keyboard, you can control your movement. You can also like point it, like you can kind of use it to like hop over rocks and stuff like that that you wouldn't normally yeah. be able to get up on. It's it's really cool. Yeah, that's great. The projectile absorption is really awesome. The fact that you get 
uh, major evasion and major expedition from one of the morphs and the other morph is pretty good too with the damage and the healing we've been all over it before it's awesome but the point is like whenever whenever i play with my templar normally like oftentimes what pulls me away from my templars i'm thinking you know what i want to play with my stam sword like streak is just so much fun i want to be quick and speedy mm -hmm. and man that hasn't even crossed my mind i have no desire like i, I get that that power fantasy on my Templar, who's my main, my already my favorite character to play with. And I have all the advantages of being a Templar with all the team support and all, all the AOE and all that stuff. And the, and the same sort of fun factor that I get from a Stam Sork. Yeah. You, you're not going to want to hear this. I think you're going to be against it, but okay. part of you, I think will side part of you will understand. I, if I'm being honest, I think, I think they need to I think they need to take misform down a notch. Like it needs to be, it maybe needs a slight nerf. Maybe like a cost increase. I just I just like feel that. like it, it it needs to be a poor man's streak. Like right? Like mm -hmm. for like for the ideal place of what it needs, it needs to be a poor man's streak and this initial misform. You know, we thought it would be, but this initial misform is just it is right there equal with streak. It's right there with it. And think of like a think of a long ranged beam plar, right? Like they they oh, already goodness. kind of compete with a sorcerer as far as like team comp goes. Like that's your executioner, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, if you have a, a beam plar with mist form on the bar, it's just a reskin of a sork now. You know, it's just like Absolutely. another flavor of sork. Absolutely. So I get like the sorks were all kind of coming into this meta. They were like, I don't know about this new mist form. I don't like it. It's encroaching on my my identity as being the mobile class. And I was kind of hand-waving all that. I, I, I'm i sorry, guys. I take it all back. I totally get it. I do <laughs> you, totally get it. You all were right. <laughs> yeah. um, so the only classes we haven't really mentioned is Nightblade. And, um, well, you kind of mentioned Nightblade, but uh, I think Nightblade's actually in a really excellent shape. Yeah. We don't see, they're not like taken over. They're not like everywhere, but when you see them, they're just always solid. You know, I think they're just like really well balanced, actually. Yes, exactly. Right. I think Nightblade's in a great spot right now. They they're in a spot where Nightblades are out there and they're su they're successful in ganks when they want to be. If that's the yep. build setup they have, they're getting that done well. And there's a couple really really great Nightblade uh, Nightblade brawlers out there that are doing oh, yeah, shout really out to, great things. Shout out to wanna buy my dog, dude. Ooh, recent yeah. um, Stoons Goon, you know, uh, member that joined us. I don't mm -hmm. know a couple of weeks ago. Recent goon. For sure. Recent goon, uh, <laughs> absolute monster brawler blade. I mean, he's a brawler blade. He does not use uh, cloak, but he hits like a ganker. Yes. Like that's, yeah. <laughs> he's ganking you, but it's in plain sight, you know? But he's, he's, he's got eye contact with you <laughs> yeah. the whole time. <laughs> yeah. uh, then we have our friend Slavka, who's also a Nightblade main, yeah. and he's like this total shapeshifter, you know, like mm -hmm. a million different ways to play a Nightblade, this guy. You know, the class just allows for that. They have a, such a flexible toolkit and you can play them so many different ways. Yeah, I'd 100% agree. They're, they're in a great spot right now. And then we have Uncle Sam, who has a classic, just straight up ganker, who's super deadly. Yep, he's, he's unhappy unless he hits you for a 20,000 damage hit. <laughs> so, uh, Necros are probably in the worst shape. I don't see a lot of Necros and I think they, they need some love. Man, I gotta, I gotta be honest. I'm feeling so good about my Stamplar right now. Like, I'm not even really complaining about Templars anymore. You know, you've just, <laughs> just you've like, just figured it out. A lot. Of, there's a lot of leaning on Vampire. I will say that is but, true. You know, but maybe you know, if it if it works, it works. 
Actually, that's a great point, though. Like, without Vampire, I probably wouldn't be nearly as stoked for the class. And I do think they still need, they need some pizzazz, you know? Like, Nightblade has some pizzazz to their class, you know? Like, there's some, like, cool yeah. stuff going on there. DK, too, you know, Warden. They just kind of need some some balance away from the beam. Like, the beam that's is, it. if the beam is kind of 90% and the jabs are 10%, they just kind of need that rebalancing of, like, get back to 40-60, you know? Like, get get a little bit more... Take put some it in of that the solar barrage. From- I say yeah. put it in the solar barrage. Like leave jab. I'm actually fine with jabs how it is. Like my jabs is like a 16, 17K tooltip. I'm okay with that. Yeah, uh, solar great. barrage is too weak. I think just let's take the beam down a little bit, put that power into solar barrage, maybe give snare removal to that ability. Hey, why not? Yeah, a little uh, something. <laughs> a little something. And then I'm happy as a Templar, honestly, right there. We're done. Yeah. Yeah. I, and that's the thing about Templar. I think that they just need a, a little bit of uh, like all of their... All of their points seem to be in beam. If you just kind of redistribute yeah. those points out just to see a little bit more diversity with the class, yeah. I think they'd be in great shape. I agree. You know, we already got that awesome everlasting sweep buff, you know, so. Ooh, everlasting. <laughs> Thing lasts forever. Um, <laughs> so that's basically our assessment of the meta. We It's kind of a little mini BG report we did kind of there. Yeah, there you go. Um but yeah, it's great. I'm looking forward to kind of seeing how things continue to evolve. I'm looking forward to this new Arcanist class coming in a couple of months. And just there's just a lot of good energy happening. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we had our first and second BG yes. party, a.k.a. the Goon Wars, as some people have started calling it. Super fun. So this happens uh, Wednesday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern. That's 8 Central. We're actually in, in Central time here. Um, huge success, right? Man, just... I mean, first of all, what an awesome first event. Second event was just as awesome. Just as awesome. Seriously can't say how fun it was. I mean, how great everyone was in having like good, fun, ongoing conversations while we're waiting in queue. People are joking around. They're talking. They're sharing build ideas, talking classes. Uh, it was extremely casual. Everybody, there was a come and go atmosphere. People came in, hopped for a couple of games. Then, and, you know, it was just a very cool come and go event. And everybody, I mean, it just, it was, you know, we even talked like halfway through, like, do you guys want to break apart into group chat? Or, and everybody was like, no, like, we're yeah, all going to stay yeah. in the chat together. We're going to stay talking, which made the BGs so much more fun. Because when, when, when you're hopping in the BGs and there's this inner, you know, this communication, there was some fun trash talk. So much fun. And even the people that didn't even get the cues, they're watching streams, having a blast. And, and it was a real good trade off of. These people got this queue, and then the other people got the next queue. I think that's the magic ingredient, honestly. Like that, it's like not everyone is getting the queue at the same time. So there's always something to occupy yourself when you're not in a game. You know, like Mm -hmm. the fact that people are streaming, like that gives you something to watch and gives you something to kind of comment on while you're waiting on your queue. You know, that just kind of helps the vibe out a lot. Absolutely, and I can't say enough. Like if you've if you've never done a BG, if you only play BGs, like. It's fun for either person. Like, come join, just chat with the group. Like, yeah, it was just such a great event. Like, shout out to everybody that came and made it such a great event. It was, it was so much fun. Yeah. And it was such a casual thing, but at the same time, all excellent players, you know? So it's mm-hmm. like, it's sweaty, but also casual. It just, it was perfect. And um, the way we do it is it's, it's all duos. Everyone just gets paired up into duos. And if there's an odd number of people, then there will be one solo person that's joining the group queue with us. Yep. Um, and we're just kind of randomly like 
the first time we were just like, I don't know, everyone grab a partner. I don't care who, you mm-hmm. know? And then the second time I just said, okay, you and you, you and you, you and you, you know, we're just kind of whatever, yeah. you know? Um, and it's great that way. It's really, and it's just like, okay, you can play a couple of games, then leave, then come back or whatever. And yeah, it's, it's, it's how we've always been playing just kind of on a larger scale. Yeah. And what's interesting is I think it was, I think people have enjoyed it so much that you don't have to wait for the Wednesday night event now. It's just every <laughs> night of the week is that now. It's just happening every single night now. Uh, the, yeah. Wednesday, the Wednesday night event was definitely the biggest one, but you're right. Like every yeah. night that we're hopping in, you hop in the Discord, there's a bunch of people on there queuing up for BGs and, and having a lot of fun. Yeah, it's like, I mean, seriously, just any random night of the week, we have five, six, seven, eight people. I mean, just last night, which is nothing special going on last night. We had two full squads, two like well-optimized, good, sweaty teams in our Discord server queuing up and playing together. So much fun. Pretty darn cool. It's pretty amazing how in just in two weeks' time, our guild has become like a real guild. Like a totally legitimate good guild. It is like absolute transformation. It's crazy to think about. Yeah, and it's... Well, we won't get into it. It's it's as a result of some unfortunate business, but it's like a... It's a blessing in disguise is what it's turned out to be. This is actually the best kind of PvP community I've ever been a part of, honestly. Yeah, I would 100% agree with that. It, is, it has been really... And that, uh, that's the part I can't stress enough is that I was having... I was, I was almost having as much fun just hanging out with the group and chat as I was in the BGs. Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. Chaos Ball weekend was a couple weekends ago. Actually, wasn't it another... You know, this is an episode full of us like taking things back that we said, but I, I, it wasn't actually all that bad. I didn't think. I, I would say, like you said, not so bad, but I would say not so great either. It just, I think the the uh, refreshing part to me was that it was not near as bad as it was last time. Like I was still happy yeah. when it was over, but it wasn't near as bad as it was last time. Like there was actually some fights. People were actually able to be killed when they had the chaos ball. I don't know. I don't think there was any changes made from Zoss's point. Like, I don't think they changed anything, but the grab the ball and just not die until you get to 500 points. I like, I don't know about you. I don't know. I don't think I got any of those matches. There were a couple of matches I got that it wasn't quite that, but it was just, a, it was a bunch of tanks, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was, you know, kind of annoying, but really the majority of the time it was fast cues and people, there, there were people that you could fight and have a chance of killing and, had a pretty good time with it. It wasn't as bad as I was expecting at all. Yeah. Um, ooh, but we're going to get that deathmatch weekend again, and ooh, 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 it's coming. Yeah, like, well, only like six months away. <laughs> 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 um, uh. Shout out to Joral, KDMS, Slavka, Uncle Sam, Exolion, Red Charm, King Nar, Wanna Buy My Dog. Probably left some people out, but. Those, that's just been a bunch of people that we've been playing with uh, on just about a daily basis with all those people. It's been a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I, I I would just even give a shout out. Like it's it's been pretty cool to to we've seen some, you know we've we've been in ESO a long time, and so we we know some names that have been just great PvP players for a long time. And I don't know about you, but like I, I it's like it's pretty cool when you look up and you see those names in the scroll and like Discord. It's like holy crap, like. 
this is that great player that we've seen for years and years and they're just in the chat talking to us like oh man we have some uh excuse my language we have some resident badasses in the guild at the moment <laughs> absolutely uh, absolutely we, and, and it, it's it's awesome and they're like super cool people so you know how a lot of times like these elite players are kind of toxic not the case with these guys man they're not super the case chill, so cool and we'll go up against the sweatiest of the sweaties we'll take them on man you know mm-hmm. like we we're right there with them when we have our when we have our best on a team i don't think i'm necessarily part of that <laughs> squad <laughs> i uh, me neither up, i am absolutely not but yeah yeah We'll root them on. We'll we'll get that those best goons together, and we'll root them on as we watch the stream. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I got some builds to talk about. Of course, uh, old Betsy still is just the the main squeeze, and is going to continue to be for a while. <laughs> Misform sealed the deal. Yeah, and a few other tweaks that I've made that have just she's she's just she's so dialed, dude. It's like right in there, just exactly perfect. Um, the build is Wretched Vitality as a back bar set with a bow, Deadly Strikes as a double bar set, Black Rose Prison dual wield on the front bar, finally got the perfected maces, Ooh. uh, shout out to Exolion, he's the one that got the drop and gave it to me, uh, Gaze of Sithis Mythic Helm and One Piece Magma Incarnate, it's a 5-1-1 medium setup with all well fitted, all seven pieces are well fitted, um, and it's all gold except the jewelry, the jewelry is all purple. Um, but I'm working on getting that jewelry gold. I think this build is seriously like fully gold worthy. You know, somewhere out there, Mother of Dragons, shout out Mother of Dragons. She's so, she's, she's approving of this all gold outfit. <laughs> she can't believe the jewelry's not already gold. Yeah, she can't believe that you've waited this long. This is old Betsy. This is your main. This should have been golded day two. I've actually fully golded her a few times, but then, you know, you, you change the build and it's like, ah, oh, I wasted all that, that gold uh, and hey. stuff. It's tough. The 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 market on jewel crafting is uh oh, I don't even it's, I don't even bother. It is just it's gone through the roof. It's gotten insane. Everything has been like tripods. Just, oh, you know, the tripods. Man. Let's not get let's not get on to it. Just We're a like year ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just a year ago thinking it was to buy a two hundred stack of tripods compared to now is is that's just you can't uh, you can't yeah. even compare it. Can't even compare it. And I think as more and more players come back to the game, that'll probably just continue to go up because more and more demand, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. Um, the jewelry is, uh, it's all three bloodthirsty with weapon damage glyphs. Now, you can you can use weapon damage glyphs on a Templar now because they hybridize those glyphs, right? They give both damage mm-hmm. types now. Uh, I'm using the weapon damage glyph because they, they give you that little bit of extra stamina recovery and I actually really, really like that. Um, last time I talked about Betsy, I was using the Steed Mundus. I've changed that to the Apprentice Mundus for more spell damage. I was kind of hesitant to do that because like a big part of Betsy has always been mobility and having lots and lots of movement speed, and that's kind of a big deal for her. But even without the Steed Mundus, she is still fully speed capped when she has Major Expedition active, which she gets from the bow, uh, and she's sprinting. Uh, then that combines with her orc passive, her medium armor passives, and she's actually slightly over the speed cap uh, when when that's going. Plus and let's Mist be form. Yeah, I was gonna say. Let's be honest. You got misform now. Like yeah, yeah. You can, and Mistform adds some her speed sacrifice. Absolutely, misform adds adds so much mobility. Uh, plus, I went seven well fitted. Like I did only have four well fitted. Now I have seven well fitted, and making it all gold. I went from six purple to seven gold 
and adding Ooh. three more well-fitted pieces. So, so I went from 19% cost reduction from sprinting and roll dodge uh, to 42% cost reduction for sprinting and roll dodge. Um, so it actually still feels like I'm very, very mobile. You know, I can hit that speed cap with all that well-fitted. I can, I can kind of put my foot on the gas pedal and, and keep it there for a while. Plus that mist form. I, I really don't feel like I've lost any mobility at all, honestly. And I just, I've just gained damage. Absolutely. And so, I mean, she has a ton of damage now though. I mean, it's, uh, wretched vitality is the only non-damage investment in the build. Right. It's, it's all like the jewelry's all bloodthirsty with weapon damage glyphs. It's a damage Mundus. She has a five piece damage set. Uh, the black rose prison dual wield gives you defense and offense. Um, even the gaze of Sithis mythic helm, you know, you look at that and you think, oh, that's a, that's a defensive thing, right? It gives you health and armor and, uh, health recovery. Um, but it, it actually gives you so much health that you can put all 64 points into stamina, every single one of them. Um, otherwise I'd be putting like 30 points into health, you know, to get a, a good amount of health. So that's a, that's a ton of stamina that translates to damage, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's actually, I've found like uh, the gaze of Sithis and the black rose dual wield is just such a nice, like combination of things to have in a, in a build. Cause they're both giving you defense and offense. It's a very efficient investment there. Yeah. Uh, really nice. Plus she has a major evasion. She's uh, she's a stage three vampire. She's extremely tanky for being in medium armor, all well fitted, you know, bow and dual wield. She's she doesn't really play like a tanky build at all, but she actually is quite people comment all the time that she's super hard to kill. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. You, you just you just don't get kills on Betsy. You just you know, like we've talked about all these events, you know, we, we've we've uh, with now we have this many people, you know, we we do all the time still, but we're we're on opposing teams now. and. I usually see about two misforms and then I'm like, I'm not even going to try. Yeah. That's the thing is she's, she's got the, she's got both types of defense, you know, like she can sit there and face roll and brawl right in the middle of the meat blender mm-hmm. with the best. And I'm them. talking, I'm talking situations of it's me and three of my teammates, uh, just Betsy. And it's like, nah, we're not, we're not gonna, we're not gonna finish her <laughs> off. Don't worry about yeah. it. <laughs> it's not going to happen. Yeah. She, she can kind of be up in the middle of it or. If we need to bail, she can do that too. I love that about her. That she it used to just be that mobility was her only defense. You know, for the longest time, that's I had to play that way because she didn't really, she couldn't really face roll the way I had her built. But now she has both, and I, I haven't really ever had to sacrifice the mobility. Uh, it's just little tweaks over time, bit by bit by bit. We've just kind of made our way to this perfect build. Honestly, I will say. Um, I think a lot of people might think that it's weird using Black Rose Prison Dual Wield on the front bar. It's typically a back bar weapon. That's mm-hmm. why I was so adamant on getting the perfected version, because it does give me that extra stamina recovery, which makes it more justifiable to have it on your front bar, you know? Yeah. She's that battlefield commander. She has that new that new mist form. I know we keep talking about it, but that actually goes into that battlefield commander sort of play style, like that sort of Johnny on the spot sort of mm-hmm. thing that I try to do with her, you know? And I, I've done it lots of times where I'll see a teammate of mine that's in trouble a little ways away. I'll mist right over to them. I'm like right there in a moment, you know, and now I'm body blocking for them. I'm giving them a cleansing circle. I'm healing them up. I'm killing the person that was about to kill them, you know, like total yeah. mama bear mode. Uh, that's what I, that's what I love about Betsy, man. Like those moments like that, when I roll up on a teammate who's about to die and then I save them, kill the attacker and then off we go, like. That's just, that's ultimate Betsy right there. The glorious Betsy moment right there. Yeah, that's what it's all about. Um, 
So yeah, I can't promise that I won't continue talking about Betsy in <laughs> episodes to come. Because uh, it's it's honestly like even after this podcast is over, I'm probably going to load up the game and just log in with Betsy and keep playing with Betsy. There you go. I do have a couple other builds I'll talk about here in a second, but Davius, why don't you take over for a little while? What's going on with Lord of Nords? Well, you know, speaking of builds that you just can't stop playing, like, mm-hmm. I, you know, I don't know what the streak is, but I've talked about Lord of Nords quite a few episodes in a row. He's just, it, you know, like you just said with Betsy, these, these are our two mains. They're in great shape right now. The meta's great. It's just hard not to log on with that character. It's just, it just feels yeah. good. Uh, all the things you said about Betsy, kind of the same thing with Lord Noise. He is, he is kind of feels very fine tuned. He's in a great shape. Um, it's Oaken Soul, five piece Ravager, two piece Bloodspawn, um, three piece Agility, and then uh, one piece Trainee. Um, and he is in a five heavy, uh, one light, one medium. Um, on the jewelry, I actually run two Bloodthirsty and then one Infused for stamina recovery. Well, Lord Nords just drinks. Drink stamina. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then it's all those roll dodges. Oh, yeah. And then on the Mundus, I actually use the Serpent for a little bit more stamina recovery. Um, and then same, same as you, Sugar Skulls and Tripods. Same as, same as old Betsy. Nice. Um, but, you know, it's just... I'm just happy with where the build is because I'll, I'll be honest. He's, he's not the strongest DK out there. Like, absolutely not. Like, if I run... If I go up one-on-one against some of the, the really really good players out there like they're they're gonna they're gonna beat me they're gonna take me down but he's just become such a good kind of just plug and play character for a group like he absorbs just a much just enough damage for a group that he can kind of he's great for body blocks like he he takes a lot of hits he absorbs a lot of blows uh he leaps a lot so he's 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 just tanky enough and he just provides enough pressure to a team that he he just kind of helps out on both sides. Like, and that's kind of, I'm very happy with him being that. Like, he is not an elite just going to go and just overpower other players. One, I'm not, you know, I'm not a good enough player to do that, but he's just kind of works for exactly what I want him to be. He's just this really good team plug and play character. On most teams, you can plug him in and he's going to, he's going to be a great addition to that team. Um, I just think he's in a, in a really great spot right now. And I love how it's just like, become this ongoing joke on the discord server like oh here comes the leap we're counting down in three two one and then sure enough it happens i mean <laughs> mission accomplished he's reached almost meme status yes. with the leaps <laughs> which has just really been my goal since day one with lord of nords he is he is the lord of leaping i think he's finally truly achieved that uh he he roll dodges any leaps and and it's just he's hit that sweet spot where he's really Fully achieved the the title of the Lord of Leaping at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, shout out KDMS, you know Lord of Nords. He's gonna have a leap ready for you next time. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, now I will say this, you know, this could be blasphemy at this point, but I I do think you know we talk about kind of just this really fine tuning the builds. I think if I really was to put in the effort, like if I really was to grind, I. I, I do think that I would make a slight change to the build. Now, this would be quite the investment, but uh, if, I, if I could have the dream version of Lord of Nords, it'd be the exact same setup, but I would probably swap out that Ravager set with the Coral Riptide set, you know, in a yeah. dream scenario, the perfected Coral Riptide set. Uh, and really, that's, that's just what, I mean, that would just be the premium setup because Lord of Nords, I mean, let's be honest, if, if people watch me play, I live 
at about 20% or less stamina. An entire BG. Like, he just never goes over. Coral Reptide's the set that it like gives you like a million damage based on your missing stamina yes. or whatever. <laughs> it is 720, or I'm sorry, 740 Seven, yeah. uh, weapon damage for your missing stamina. And you get that 740 damage buff at 33% stamina. That's basically yeah. full stamina for you. For st- yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so, like, if I was being honest, like, full perfect setup, that Coral Riptide, I just think would be perfect on Lord of Nords. It's working great right now. You know, probably the, the reason for that is that, you know, I'm always at that low stamina. He just kind of, I've just kind of learned to play at that level. That's just where he's at. Um, and that, that would kind of passively kick in where right now with that Ravager, I kind of have to throw the breaths out there to, to build up the stacks. And so I just think it would just, it'd just be a little bit more uptime on total damage rather than kind of trying to build up the stacks and then, and then go yeah. offensive. Um, so maybe one day. Maybe one day. we can get a group and farm at least the the normal version. At least version the rig, yeah. Like, I mean, honestly, the perfected version, you know, it's nice. It adds a, a line of, of uh, crit chance, but just the regular version, I think, would be a huge upgrade for Lord of Nords. It would, it would be a nice passive upgrade for sure, but he's, he's in good shape right now. We'll see if, we can get a, see if we can get a trial group together on normal. We could do it with just like randoms, I bet. And I'll even say this, this is kind of the crazy side. So, you know, Ravager right now is, is a five-piece heavy, and the Coral Riptide would be a five-medium. Oh. So quite the change there. But I think, I think uh, the, the trade-off there with exactly what you just said, better sustain, I think I might test the waters with Lord of Nord as a vampire. And more, and more damage, too. Well, that's the thing. I, I, it'd be more damage. I think I'd test the waters with Vampire, maybe get yeah. that, uh, you know, that undying passive. Yeah. And then the trade-off with Sustain would be pretty close. Uh, and honestly, like the Vampire Sustain hit, like you when you're running Coral Riptide, like not, not the worst yeah. thing in the world. That's <laughs> yes, true. Uh, so I think that's probably how it'd balance out, where I think he could still be really tanky. Ooh, that, that's the tweaks that need to happen, dude. Totally. Mm. What you said then, right there would just take him up yeah. a, several notches. Yeah, I think that would be that'd be the completed, perfect premium version of, of Lord of Nords. All right, we're making it happen. Scrolled podcast <laughs> at gmail.com if you want to join our trial group. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Absolutely. Nice, man. And you have some stuff for Bearclaw, your uh, your Stamden? Yeah, we're gonna you know, we're gonna take a moment here. If we can if we can dive <laughs> into the theory crafting world here. Okay. Old, you know, the, you know, we talk about Lord of Nords. I seriously, since this patch has dropped, I have only played a BG with Lord of Nords. Not mm-hmm. a single other character. Like it's only been Lord of Nords. Um, I have tested out the uh, misform with my Magcrow healer, but I actually haven't done a BG. I've just kind of played around with the movement of it. Um. So, but I think the next character that I would dive into, Bearclaw of the Nords, my stamina warden, uh, Bearclaw of the Nord. I. That's probably the next character I would go in. I actually currently love his current build. Um, his current build is the point blank snipe build. Probably most hilarious build I've ever built. So much fun. Just it's hilarious, hilarious how good it, it is. It <laughs> does the, work. The problem, it's like probably the most hilarious part is that it's actually good. <laughs> it, it's effective. It, it gets the kills. Uh, the, the current build setup is uh, Oakensole, um, five-piece Swamp Raider, two-piece Baylorg, uh, the Vatishran point blank snipe bow, uh, and then two piece trainee. Um, and it's really just shocks and that point blank snipe and just unload. Um, 
you know, I switch the jewelry around. It kind of runs the same thing as Lord Nords. I actually do one infused with stamina recovery and then two. Uh, right now I have it as uh, infused uh, damage, but I actually need to switch those to the bloodthirsty. Uh-huh. Um, but it, I mean, I, I want to log on because I actually haven't tried this this build with the new, you know, with the new patch. And so I love that build idea, but uh, the there is potential idea of, of at least trying another build. I don't know if it's changing this build, but trying another build. Uh, shout out Uncle Sam, you know, um, I, I me and him, you know, as we usually do, we got to talking one one night and we were talking theory crafting and we kind of came up with this idea for this really cool bleed build that the more and more I look at it, I've plugged it into the build editor. It just seems plus it's, you know, Uncle Sam approved, which is always a good thing. Yeah, you know, you already know that it's going to be yeah. decent already. Uh, Sam just kind of has all the numbers in his brain. <laughs> yeah, he can just kind of tell you already, like, yeah, that's a good build, or no, that's, that's bad. That's that internal calculator. Yeah. Uh, the build would be, if, if I do put this build together, the build would be uh, Oaken Soul still, so it's still an Oaken Soul build. Uh, Five-piece Blood Drinker, and Blood Drinker is that set that uh, is a 20% uh, damage buff to all of your uh, all of your bleed damage abilities. Yeah. Um, Master's dual wield um, for the for the weapon, two piece blood spawn, uh, and that's for some alt recovery. And I'll get to that in a minute. Uh, one piece trainee, one piece druid, uh, and that's to kind of really get the the max health up. Um, and really, what it is is just a bleed dot build. Uh, the damage is rending slashes, uh, growing swarm, which is a you know warden bleed ability, and then the dual wield ultimate, the thrive and chaos. And really, that Thrive and Chaos is kind of the sweet spot of the idea of this build with the Blood Spawn. Um, it would have Shimmering Shield on the bar as well as the Oaken Soul. So it'd have minor and major heroism, which would allow high uptime on that Thrive and Chaos. Uh, that Thrive and Chaos, I'll just kind of go through it. It's a, it's a 30k uh, dot over eight seconds. So 30,000 uh, damage over eight seconds. You heal for 54% of the damage done on that. And it's an AOE, <laughs> which is kind of crazy to think about. That and is then nuts. on top of that, everybody you hit with that, you get a buff for the duration of that ability where you get 6% damage buff for all your damage for each enemy hit. Uh, up to, uh, I think it's, I'd have to double check that, but I think it's six enemies. Okay, still it's huge. Yeah, so just a crazy ability. I, I think it's probably a, a not a super popular ability because most people use ults for kind of that finishing ability, and it's it's a dot, so it's not really that finishing ability. It but sneaks up on you, though. I've been hit with it, yeah. and like I didn't immediately die, so I just like, okay, whatever. And then I died a few seconds later, like wondering what the heck's going on. Yeah, and it's that thriving chaos. I mean, such a strong dot. It's giving you a great buff afterwards. It only costs 150 ultimate, which is you know, major minor heroism on a Nord, like that's going to be pretty easy to hit. Yeah. Uh, the radius on it's 15 meters. So pretty, pretty good range to hit a group. Uh, really think that would be really good as far as the heals on the build. Uh, and I'm going to give a shout out for, to uncle Sam on this. Like a lot more people need to look into this, this, this one snuck up on me, you know, on the warden heal Arctic blast gets kind of all the popularity, all the people talking about Arctic blast. Look at the other morph of Arctic Blast. I would almost argue that it's better. <laughs> it's very good. Very, uh, very good. Polar Wind, that's the name of the ability. This ability is basically taking your, your 
it's it's a burst heal and vigor in one ability. Exactly. I mean, burst heal and vigor both in one ability, which on an Oaken Soul build, that's huge. Yeah. Uh, I'll just give you an idea on this build. You know, I plugged into the build editor. It's a 12k heal and then a 3k heal over time, uh, 3,000 every two seconds for 10 nice. seconds. Yeah. yeah. I mean, all in one ability. And you can uh, heal other people with that too. Yes. Fantastic ability. Uh, so I highly recommend if anybody's got some wardens out there, take a look at the the more the other morph of uh, Arctic Blast, Polar Wren. I think a lot of people are sleeping on that. I think that morph scales off of max health too. So if you if you crank the health, that thing really gets yep. nuts. Um, and then uh, on the bar as well, Quick Cloak. You know we're using dual wield, so Quick Cloak, Major Expedition, Major Evasion. Um, and then we have you know we talked about like I said we ha- we'd have the Swarm ability on there for that bleed dot. But if the build needed more burst, you could absolutely throw shocks on there. But overall, I think I think this ability would do some uh, some pretty nasty stuff. It would be. Uh, I've actually seen. A, I don't think I don't know if it was that exact build. I don't think it was, but I have seen a bleed warden recently that was really nasty. And if I hadn't been on my Templar, I definitely would have died. But I was able to cleanse it all off. You know. <laughs> there you go. But yeah, there's definitely something with that for sure. Yeah. So I, I really do. I think I'll, I'll you know, I'll, I'll look into trying to potentially farm this build up, get some pieces. There's a lot of pieces to it that I don't have, but that may be that may be uh, something that I start looking into. Me and me and Uncle Sam have joked that one of us has to put this build together, and I, I think he's really pushing now, me to do it. <laughs> something you forgot to mention, though, uh, another alternative for the ultimate, right? The bear. Well, so exactly. So I was just about to get to the, okay. now I, I've come up with the idea for the trolley version of this build, which is oh, maybe, yeah. <laughs> maybe more the, the Davius way, but back to uh, the yakety sacks yes, build. <laughs> absolutely. So the trollier version, and this one didn't have quite the uncle Sam stamp of approval, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Davius stamp of approval for sure. But uh, what the, the trollier version of this build, which might be the way I end up going, is to swap out the blood spawn for engine guardian. Gross. Ever, yeah, there you go. And then swap out the <laughs> thrive and chaos for the bear ultimate that does the bleed damage. So you're still getting that bleed buff. That bear is yep. still going to hit hard. And then you basically swap out that uh, master's dual wield uh, for a bow um with the cutting dive uh warden ability so you get you make the uh, the build ranged and then i think probably you'd you'd put agility on there there may be a arena bow that you could throw on but uh i don't know i don't know how that would necessarily the fit on the slots but uh um but yeah i mean just imagine how hard it would be to take this build down if you've got injured guardian and the bear just always in the way um that could be yeah because they're both targetable engine guardian mm-hmm. like hugs you so close too and that yes. bear man that bear can be annoying when you sick it on someone and you like make mm-hmm. it attack someone dude it does not leave them alone it will stay on them <laughs> that sucker is tanky too yeah oh yeah it's got some health so uh both options i think would be a lot of fun uh love the idea of getting a bear back on bear claw i mean come on uh love that idea so i do not like the idea of going up against that build Bear, uh, bear, the bear out there, the engine guardian, uh, just throw it, so throwing some bleed dots on there. I think that could be a lot of fun. Actually, I think actually Betsy would handle that just fine because she's all AOE. So I just kind of close my eyes and spam in your general direction. And mm-hmm. well, plus you could you could cleanse all the all the mess off there quite a bit. That's true so. too. Templars would be good against it, but if you if you can't cleanse dots off there, 
but that's the thing is that 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 build would be extremely tanky just because you, you you know you're hitting me 33 percent of the time <laughs> yeah um i have two more builds to talk about they'll be pretty quick um first one or i guess second one uh intergalactic my magica slash hybrid sorcerer um his his build hasn't really changed. It's Wretched Vitality back bar with the bow, Kavach Gladiator front bar with a flame staff, uh, three willpower on the jewelry, and the Stormweaver Cavort uh, Mythic Pants. That uh, the Stormweaver, I've talked about it before. He it kind of gives this character the the defensive style of a Stam Sork, but you know on his front bar he's he's a hundred percent a Mag Sork, like completely a Mag Sork as far as his offense goes. I mentioned on the last episode that I was going to try morphing um, crystal frags into crystal weapon, the other morph, the stamina morph, and try to use that as part of my combo because it's been recommended to me a few times. It is more damage, and I tried it for probably like a solid week. I had it on the bar, and I was I was giving it a, giving it a, a good, honest try. Um, it is a ton of damage. It really is a ton of damage, but man, it is it really is so much work. Like you're you're just constantly juggling this thing. We we explained before how the idea is to weave it in between all of your other abilities. So it's always crystal weapon curse, crystal weapon fury, and and on and on. And so I would find that I I'm always missing out on opportunities to snatch kills because I'm like in the middle of this juggling act, you know. Whereas with my old um, crystal frags setup. I can be a lot more reactive to the moment. You know, I just cast yeah. what I need to cast right when it happens. And, you know, so I'm, I'm not missing out on those opportunities. It just feels a lot more natural. And I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not like trying to manage this weird, like mini game on top of everything, all the other chaos that's happening in PVP, you know? Yeah. Crystal weapons always been one of those abilities to me that exactly what you just described, like on the build editor in the tooltip, it's like, wow, look at these numbers. But it's like in the moment, I can never actually, feel, I feel like I'm never bringing those numbers into the real moment. It's too much work. I've se- I see people do it successfully. It can be done. And I, you know, I did pull it off, you know, and I got to a point where I was pretty decent at it, but it's, just, it's not worth it. You know, it's not fun. It's like, I, I like the, <laughs> it's a lot of work. I like being able to just kind of react to the moment a lot more and not have to like yeah. preload this thing all the time. Uh, so that's where I'm at with it. I think uh, Crystal Frags is still a great morph to use. I think a lot of people will try to convince you like, ah, you got to use Crystal Weapon. That's just, that's the meta or whatever. And, you know, technically I guess that's true, but uh, I, get, I I honestly get more kills with Crystal Frags. Uh, so that's all I really have to say about the Sork. And then I've been picking up um, my Bow Crow a little bit here lately, Bobby Bobango. I just kind of logged in with him randomly the other day just to kind of change things up and i just was kind of reminded like man this dude's awesome this is actually a really great build (laughs) no change needed yeah well i actually did end up making a few tweaks but uh but not really anything major so the the gear is exactly the same it's an oaken soul build a single bar build so it's oaken soul swamp raider morog tongue and one piece magma incarnate so it's all uh about poison and disease damage kind of like your your old bear claw build right navius Mm -hmm. yep so a few tweaks that I've made. So I made the jewelry all bloodthirsty, so it's not swift anymore. And then I switched him to the Steed Mundus to get that movement speed back. Um, I switched to the Jewels of Misrule food instead of uh, uh, the Sugar Skulls. So his max stats are a lot lower, but he has a lot higher sustain for uh, for Magicka and Stamina. And basically the reason I wanted to do that is because, so I, w- I was using a sustained Moondus before I switched to the Steed. So I, I lost that stamina sustained. So 
Jewels of Misrule gives me that stamina sustain back, but it also gives me an equal amount of Magicka sustain, and I have that Resistant Flesh Burst Heal, which is my one and only Magicka ability. But having that amount of uh, of Magicka sustain actually makes me a pretty effective like off healer when I need to be, even though it's just that one ability, since that's the only Magicka ability and I have a pretty good amount of Magicka recovery, I can spam it quite a bit actually and save I save teammates quite a lot, even though I'm absolutely not a healer at all. Um so I like that. I like that little change. Um yeah. probably lost him. No- oh go ahead. Well, I was just gonna say I have noticed that with I was very surprised with this build, how much of like a it, it could switch to support if needed. It was I was impressed with that. Yeah, and the, and that it's all it's all a single bar, you know, so there's never a moment when you're like caught on the wrong bar. If you need it, if you need to save someone, you know, you can attack an enemy in one moment, heal a teammate the next moment, go right back to attacking someone. And you, you know, your buffs are always active. You're never bar swapping. You're just always ready for anything mm-hmm. that happens. You know, it's, it's pretty cool. Hey, you don't got to sell me on Oakensole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, so switching to that Jewels of Misrule food, my my max stamina is a lot lower, so that's that's a damage loss, but I did switch to Bloodthirsty Jewelry, which is a gigantic damage gain. So I'm actually, I come out quite a bit further ahead in that case. Um, the offense, remember, it's all it has to all be uh, poison and disease damage. So it's Blast Bones, Venom Skull, uh, Magnum Shot just for the stun, uh, and then the Toxic Barrage Ultimate. That's the cherry on top right there. Oh yeah, that's what it's all about is that toxic barrage ultimate. And it's a really easy combo. Basically all I do is I I just kind of soften targets up with blast bones and venom skulls. I just kind of toss a bunch of those at them. Uh and then when they start getting fairly low on health, maybe 60-50% health in that range there, then I, I summon one last blast bones, then I stun them with the magnum shot, and then I, I open up the toxic barrage ultimate on them. Almost everyone dies to that. Even even super tanky DKs, almost all almost everyone dies to that. Um, if they survive it, then you can just continue pressuring them as soon as that ultimate is over because they have that super duper strong lingering dot that it leaves on them. Mm. Um, and and a lot of people aren't even aware that 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 ultimate has that dot on it. I, I think most people, in fact, don't are not aware of that. Um, so if they don't die to the actual channeled like animation, just keep pressuring them after it's over and they almost certainly will die after that. That's the thing that makes that ultimate so good. Yeah, absolutely. Um, vigor and resistant flesh are the only heal abilities and that's, that's all you need. That's plenty. You get major expedition from the bow. Uh, I'm a wood elf, so he, he's pretty speedy. Um, his, uh, survivability is surprisingly really good. You know, uh, Oaken Souls giving you a bunch of really nice buffs as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, anytime I think about it, I'm always surprised at how well-rounded of a build it is for being so compact and simple. He's got all the pieces he needs. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, also shout out to my friend Gary, and he pointed this out to me with the Morog Tong set. Um, it's actually a really good idea to use this set in a, in like a bow duo. Uh, where like only one person is wearing this set. So Morog Tong, uh, the five pieces, when you deal direct damage, you cause the enemy to take 10% more damage from poison and disease attacks for five seconds. So that's all sources of poison and disease attacks. I, de- I deal direct damage to someone, and now they take 10% more poison and disease d- damage from everyone. You know what we need to do is we need to get old Bobby Bobango and the point blank snipe. That's yeah, exactly. That's yeah, a nice or, uh, duo right there. 
You had a, a poison-based bow crow not too long ago too, though, right? Like we could do that maybe? Yeah, the two, the two bow crows would be great as well. Absolutely. So another thing, though, that uh, uh, my same friend Garion pointed out is um, the, the Asylum bow, um, which uh, it affects arrow spray, the arrow spray ability. When you hit someone with, with arrow spray, I think it makes them have like 6,000 or 7,000 uh, less resistance against all bow attacks from all sources. Ooh. So that's that's the move. You do a, you do a duo of bow builds. One person is wearing Morog Tong, the other person is wearing the Asylum bow, and now you're both benefiting from that. Man, that'd be know, nasty. And, uh, and then you just do whatever else in your build. Um, you could wear like two uh, two buff sets to kind of buff each other up if you wanted to, and then the other set is selfish sets. You could have a really awesome little bow duo there that you're like super messing yeah. people up with. Do like a rallying cry on one of them. Yeah, like rallying cry. I think. Garion suggested rallying cry and uh uh what's the one that you use uh powerful assault powerful assault would be good one person use rallying cry one person use powerful assault and then each of you just choose your own other five piece that's damage or whatever you want you know and you got a pretty awesome little duo there that'd be a fun little setup for sure yeah so shout out to Garion. thanks for the the duo idea We've been continuing on with our Black Rose Prison, weekly Black Rose Prison runs on, on Veteran. Um, we got our runs down to 50 minutes. I believe the speedrun achievement is 40 minutes, so we're almost there. Uh, I got my perfected maces, like I mentioned earlier. Um, shout out to Axolion. He's actually the one that got the drop. Uh, and he actually wants the perfected maces also, but he was like, you know what? I don't actually have a build in mind yet for these, and you do, so here you go. I'll get mine later. So, total bro move. Thanks, Axel. Pretty, pretty awesome right there. Shout out, yeah. Axel, for sure. But you'll definitely get them. We're planning to just keep running it. it like, even now like that I got mine, I'm just going to keep doing it. I'm actually really enjoying doing it each week. I'm, I've been looking forward to it. Um, so we're just going to make sure that everyone in the group all has the weapons and everything before we stop. and. That's awesome. I bet we will have the all the achievements and everything by then because we're getting better every single time. It's pretty cool actually because we were so intimidating. I mean, you uh, you remember me saying that first run took seven and a half hours <laughs> for us to get through. That's a long run. Uh, we were so intimidated by it, and now we're like we're carrying people through it. We're, we've taught like two or three different tanks how to get through it and stuff. You know, like people we've picked up in Craglorn because we need, we're like, we want to run it, but our tank has to work today. So let's find someone <laughs> new and we'll teach them how. And we feel pretty, we're kind of patting ourselves on the back. Like, oh yeah, we'll just drag any old tank through Black Rose. We'll get, we'll get through it. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, but actually it's not, you, you can't do it with any old tank. I shouldn't say that because it's actually. <laughs> don't, don't give people false hope. No, yeah, it's actually particularly challenging for the tank, that place. So I'm always super impressed with any tank that's able to to get us through the end. We also did uh, my, my same PvE partner, Exolion, who he's actually really good at PvP too, but uh, we've just been doing a lot of PvE together. We also did the new dungeons on Veteran. Uh, I remember saying last time it seemed like those new Veteran dungeons were pretty tough. Um, turns out if you have a decent group, not that hard. Uh, <laughs> Got through, no problem, huh? <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe a few small problems, but it really wasn't that much. You know, it was it was like just the right amount of challenge, honestly. You know, just just enough to make it fun. Uh, and those really are super cool dungeons. Uh, I really enjoyed them. Uh, Scrivener's Hall is all about like, um, you know, books. It's like a big like labyrinthine library, and it kind of looks like apocrypha 
you know, it looks like there's elements of that in there. And then Balsanar nice. is like lots of weird time bendy, a lot of time travel stuff happening in that one. Really cool. Really, really cool. That one. Balsanar. I actually, I actually have officially started farming for my, my PVE heavy attack build. I actually have Ooh. one full, I got one full set already. Nice, um, dude. Working, got a couple pieces of the other one. So it's, it's slowly being pieced together slowly you know what's funny is that is happening. totally a functional pvp build also <laughs> <laughs> we're seeing that right like yeah, some people yeah. are taken into pvp and it's like man what the heck is hitting me so hard and it's like oh it's the, it's the pve heavy attack build it's yeah. annoying until there's like three or four of them and then it's actually a problem yes yeah. <laughs> then it's like actually like oh gosh yeah uh, but yeah, both of those five piece sets it's a uh, sergeant's mail and storm master they they both apply to players so the only thing you're, you're missing in PvP is the uh, M-Power. Um, so that's just not in the equation, but it still hits pretty hard, actually. Yeah, absolutely. You'd probably want to change your, your skill bar loadout a bit, you know, for PvP, but still. Oh, yeah. have some emails uh if you'd like to send us an email scrollingpodcast at gmail.com is the place to send the email uh every episode we give some lucky emailer a a gold prize uh varying amounts each time um but from now until we hit episode 100 it's going to be a million gold for whoever davius chooses it's all on davius Um, all the pressure all the pressure (laughs) Uh, so scrolling podcast at gmail.com is the place to, to send that. We, our first email comes from full trap uh, and his subject says the new meta. No, I don't want your gold. So actually he's, he is <laughs> declining the gold Look prize. At this. <laughs> I'm already tempted. I'm already tempted. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, so uh, full trap says greetings, scrolling podcast, family and friends, longtime listener, first time caller. <laughs> Being a resident of the Down Underverse, I'm not able to listen in live, but I absolutely love the show and the community you guys have built around it. Uh, best Guild PCNA. All right. Heck yeah, brother. Uh, my question is to do with the developing meta build for this patch. Lots of relatively low health, mainly DK Templars that are extremely damage resistant and have massive offensive potential. I'm not able to identify what sets they may be using for this, but it's definitely a trend. Skills look about the same minus mist form, but while tankiness seems down in general, the lower health targets suddenly have this extra spiciness. Interested to hear your thoughts. Warm regards, Bull Trap. So, my first thing is I, I don't think I've actually had the same experience as you, Full Trap. I don't think I've I have noticed this trend, but I'm going to. I'm going to keep my eyes open going forward and see if that's something I do start noticing. But, um, you know, I, I totally believe that you are having that experience. Maybe we're just probably playing different, you know, modes of PVP or whatever. But um, I have some ideas of what might explain it. But Davis, why don't you go first? What do you, what do you think about that? Well, I just, I just think it goes into what exactly what we kind of talked about earlier, that, that right now with this meta, there's a lot more, you know, finally even i would say there's a reward for going more damage and less tankiness you know in the previous yeah. meta the the whole meta was make as tanky as you possibly can like that was just was the meta like there was no you, you it wasn't worth the investment in damage because pe- you weren't going to kill people and the damage payoff 
wasn't going to be able to take people down. And I think this meta is in a great spot. I think that the damage now does have a payoff. If you invest in that extra damage, you're going to get more kills out of it. And so I think that's just a result directly from the meta. People are are taking away from that tankiness, investing in these new, you know, skill changes. You know, we talked about the major berserk. I think people are starting to invest in more damage and and you're seeing kind of less health, less tankiness, but they're getting a lot more results from that. You know, I, as you said, full trap, like you're not quite able to identify what sets. And I would even argue that like it, it potentially may be a multitude of sets. It's, it just kind of goes back to that. There's a lot more people investing in damage right now uh, with with a lot of different builds out there. And, and so I think that's why you're seeing maybe lower health bars and more damage uh, rather than what we were previously seeing. Yeah, that's basically the same answer as me. I think if... If you like playing glass cannon builds, it's a pretty good time to do that. You know, it's a pretty yeah. friendly atmosphere for those kinds of builds. If you just if you just want to crank the damage as high as you can, Nightblades have been doing that for a long time. You know, run like 22, 23k health and just put as much damage into the build as they can. Like Uncle Sam, yeah. I'm pretty sure his Nightblade is like that. Um, and now that you have Mist Form, everybody has a, a get out of jail option, yeah. you know? Absolutely. So it's kind of it's kind of easy to pull that off or easier to pull that off on any class now. Uh, and DKs and Templars, that's a great example. They're, they're prime, you know, candidates to take ex- uh, advantage of a new mobility tool. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to keep an eye out for those, those kind of glass cannon type of builds uh, popping up. Cause I haven't really noticed them so far, but like I said, the last couple of weeks, we've basically just been queuing up for um, like super ultra sweaty pre-maids where a 22k health just can't exist in there, you know? <laughs> um, so, but I'm going to keep an eye out for that and see. But that's probably it. It's just a really friendly meta for glass cannons. And so they're just, yeah, they're just starting to pop up. Yeah. And I think in the previous meta, just glass cannons were non-existent. I think that's a great, great point you make is that it just wasn't the meta for glass cannons. And now... You know, there's a lot of players that prefer that playstyle, and we're actually to a meta where it it's effective again. Yeah, that that CC is a lot more under control, and and mist the new mist farm, like those two things combined, I think, are probably big factors there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and the and like you were saying, the the damage incentives that have been added to the game as well. So there you go, full trap. Thanks for writing in. Always yeah. good to hear from you. Next email comes from our good buddy, Uncle Sam. Uh, Uncle Sam says, I have concerns for the ability of new PvP players to get into the mid-game, i.e. becoming moderately competent and enjoying frequent PvP. Hot take, ESO PvP has a large skill gap that can take a very long time for some people to close. Proc sets that did not scale of the Elsewhere era gave me the boost I needed when I first started to really get lots of effective in-game combat to help me learn quickly and get into enjoying PvP. I believe the current state of PvP is more difficult to get into the PvP mid-game than when I started. My question is, do you guys think there is any concern or is it just me? What roadmap would you recommend to follow to a new PvP player to join the PvP mid-game? Thank you, please give me money, and Kingnar still stinks. that was a mouthful. Davis, why don't you why don't you take a crack at that one? What do you what do you think about players getting into PvP mid-game? Yeah, so I'll start. I, I think that um 
I I actually, you know, at the risk of going against the the great wise Uncle Sam, I actually would uh, I I would probably slightly disagree. I think that, um, you know, me and me and you talked about this a little bit, but the the proc set scale of of the elsewhere era uh, yeah. that Sam joined in on was a a rough era. Uh, I think me and you both probably agree. Uncle Sam is. Um, underselling his his unbelievable pvp skills here <laughs> i don't know if it's underselling or just like he's it's like a case of he doesn't know his own strength you know like, he doesn't know how good he is but uh yeah i would say that i i think that i think that maybe in the previous meta absolutely it was a struggle for new players because in, in my opinion anytime where it's a tanky meta absolutely difficult for new players to come in because they're going to come into those bgs in the in the beginning tier, even the mid tier, and they're not gonna they're not gonna know that tankiness, and so the, that those tanky builds are just kind of eat them alive because they're not gonna have that tanky level. But I think any meta that that brings in more damage and easier to kills, like uh, I, I don't know, you know, I don't know about other players, but for me, even if I when I was new in PvP and coming into BGs and and not having good scores, like a three and 10 or a, a four and 10 score, I felt much better about than like an O and five. Like if I get no kills and just get deaths, that was much more demoralizing to me than when at least some, I could go in there and have a lot of deaths, but at least I got some kills. And I think this meta is leading us down the road where these early game, mid game players are actually still getting kills because there's still some, some damage out there. And so I, I actually would say that I think we're going down the correct road where this is getting actually slightly getting better. Yeah. Um, yeah. My take is maybe slightly different. It's similar, I think ballpark, but slightly different. The era that Sam's talking about and elsewhere. So that's back before they made proc sets scale off of your offensive stats, right? The proc sets would just deal the same amount of damage, no matter what build you put it on. So you didn't actually have to have good offensive stats to deal a ton of damage. And also 25% Malakath existed then. So the, the meta yeah. was wear three or four proc sets and Malakath and just close your eyes and spam a gap closer and rack up the kills. That was a that was a meta of just everybody was dying. Yeah. Everybody and, was dying. And I don't think many people were really aware of what was killing them a lot of the time. I think you're right that Sam kind of underestimates his own skill as a player in that situation. I don't think other uh, i don't think a lot of other players were having like new players were having that same experience because that was something i remember at that time we were talking a lot about the volatility of the environment um where you know you just approach a fight and you're already struggling for your life and no one like no one's even aware that you're there you know no one's even targeting you it's just yeah. the environment is hostile towards you um and so you know because there's all these proc things just popping off and they all deal a ton of damage and all this stuff I thought that was maybe the worst possible meta for for a brand new player getting into <laughs> PvP. You step your foot on the ground and like 16 visual effects happen and you die and you don't even understand what even happened. There was no learning taking place, no opportunity for learning taking place there at all. Um, I do like high damage metas, but I like it when there's intentionality behind that damage and you can see the things that killed you, you can put the pieces together in your brain. I think we're kind of closer to that right now, actually. We have, there's some pretty good damage builds out there. The best, the very best builds out there, the ones that are dealing the most damage, mostly are using 
their abilities to do that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's a great point. Um, so I think right now is a pretty good time for new players. Honestly, that's my take. Yeah. I think we're on the same boat with that. I would, I would say it's, it's a, it's a good time for, for new players with potentially with the direction they're going to, to get better. The CC being toned down, uh, the, the kind of the damage versus the tankiness sort of dichotomy is in a little bit better shape. Most classes have good build options out there. You know, you can you can do a little something. Necro, maybe. Not so much. So, yeah, there you go, Sam. You're wrong. Um <laughs> 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 uh, all right. Well, I guess I guess there's just only one possible winner. Those are only, let me, only two emails. Let me, let me think on this for a minute. Let me see if I can figure <laughs> out who... No, I'm just kidding. Uncle Sam, million gold yeah. coming your way. Thank Full Trap. Yep. Shout out Full Trap. Shout out awesome. to Full Trap for giving a free million to Uncle Sam. Happy to give you the million, Uncle Sam. Coming your way, buddy. I'm writing it down right now. Uncle Sam, even though he's not in the chat to even here yes sorry yeah, sam we actually implemented a new uh a new you actually do have to be this, present to claim you have it. to be present to win we just started yeah. that this episode like just now like as we said it, it started. <laughs> we just started thinking like maybe we should implement this you'll <laughs> <laughs> uh, nah, get your million um <laughs> uh, Scrolling podcast at gmail.com if you'd like to send us an email. Doesn't have to be Elder Scrolls related, and the, the emails don't have to be this elaborate, by the way. <laughs> look look uh, who just joined in. Looky there. Oh, look hey, who buddy. just found oh, their and, way. I want to buy my dog. Thanks for joining, <laughs> fellas. Yeah. Um, we just got done reading your email, Sam, and you and you won, buddy. Uncle won. Sam is the winner. Uh it had nothing to do with the fact that you were the only option. So uh don't worry about it. <laughs> But yeah, what we were just saying though is uh, the emails they don't always they don't have to be like this big elaborate thing. It could just be like a simple question, like I don't know what's your favorite kind of sandwich or whatever. You know, it doesn't necessarily have to be ESO related, or even if it is there ESO related, it can just be a short, simple question, and you still have a chance to win some gold there. Absolutely, you send an email, you got a chance to win. Yep. Uh, we have a guild. The guild's name is Stoons Goons. Literally, hold on, let me see if I can get this. Oh yeah, we got it. We got a new catchphrase here. Literally, the best PvP guild in the game that also happens to be the best named guild on the PCNA server. Boom. It's also the official guild of the Scrolling Podcast. If you'd like to be a member of Stoons Goons, you can email us at scrollingpodcast at gmail .com and we'll send you an invite. Um, like we mentioned earlier, we had our first official guild events. They've been huge, a huge success. They've been a lot of fun. And even outside of those events, almost on a nightly basis, it's a party in there. We're having a great time. Um, so Wednesday nights, that's the BG party night. Uh, duos and solos are basically how we're doing it. And we have some guild hall upgrades as well. You got the vampire stuff, right? Oh, this Maybe is true. Yeah, we got the we got the vampire, we got the gear, the vampire gear. And Perks the, of the uh, guild. The guild hall. That's right. We got... You know that's true. We got you know we got the the raid boss. We got some Munda stones. We got the vampire stuff. We're, whew, getting official. If you'd like to support the show, one easy thing you can do is you can go to the Apple Podcasts app, find the show on there, and give us a star rating and even better, uh, a written review uh, that helps us appear higher in the search results when people search for relevant keywords like Elder Scrolls or things like that. 
So Apple Podcast app specifically is a place to go if you'd like to do that. If you'd like to go a step further and help us in a bigger way, you can go to patreon.com slash podcast and receive Stoon's Boon for $3 a month. Uh, that gets you some extra Discord benefits, which uh, allows you to listen to us record the episode live like we're doing right now. You get a guaranteed individual shout out on every single episode. Uh, I do the Booncast, which is a, a little mini episode on the off week, so you get something every week. We have videos, written build guides, and the greatest gift of all is knowing that you're helping cover the costs of doing the show, possibly even helping uh, improve the, co- the quality of the show in the future. Uh, so that's patreon.com slash podcast. If you can't do Patreon right now, then just come on over to the Discord. That doesn't cost anything. We have the best PvP community in the game, scrollingpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to have you. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to the chat. What do we got? Uncle Sam, want to buy my dog, KDMS and Joral, right at the very end, guys. Heck Just yeah. perfect timing. Just in time All to get right. that shout out. We, yeah. We're on to you. We're on yeah. to you guys. We see what's going on here. <laughs> You're saying it for the shout outs like everybody Just, else. It's all about the shout outs. <laughs> they're always one. They're always after me. Shout outs. Uh, <laughs> actually, I was literally going to give you guys a shout out anyway. Uh, shout out to Joral, Uncle Sam, KDMS, Slavka, Exolion, King Nar. Uh, we've all just been playing together a ton here lately. Want to buy my dog? He's in there as yep, well. Absolutely. It's just been a blast playing with you guys, seriously. Uh, shout out to the Elder Goons, the OGs. Thank you for being around for so long, guys. I really appreciate it. And shout out to our Stoonsboon recipients. Porkbody, Toadster, Gummy Bear, Grizzly Con, and Thomas. Thank you so much, guys. I love that Thomas comes in with just the simple name. Just Thomas. He doesn't <laughs> play Thomas. ESO. Yeah, he just came, he just came in right on the. He said, "You know what, Thomas? That's 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 his tag." He doesn't love have it. a username because he doesn't play ESO. He's just my friend. And he just <laughs> signed up to be supportive. Oh, fantastic! Fantastic. Uh, yeah. Anything else before we go? I don't think so. Just excited to see uh, all these goons and some BGs. Yeah, we're about to do some right now. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll catch you next time.